Hey Siri, find me a dope podcast for black insurance professionals. Connecting you to Sobel Live. Sober family, welcome to Sober Live, where industry and culture meet. I am T. Priester, co-founder of Sober and president of Noble. Hello, everyone. This is Shay Norman, co-founder of Sober and founder of the Bridge Financial Accountability Coaching Company. What's up? It's Monday. Is it? Are you it sure? It's Monday, and it just started raining over here where I am. It's cloudy. I'm yep. going to have to get my energy up. I don't have anything to drink but water next to me, y'all. So, <laughs> so you know, live up the chat or something tonight. Yeah, straight you. That's it. You got it. You got enough energy. Yeah, it was um, yeah. storming over here. Of course, we're we're in Atlanta. He's not really in Atlanta, but we won't hold it against him. Um, well, neither are you, according to the song. <laughs> <laughs> so there. According to, according to my mail, I am. But anyway... How was your weekend? Weekend was dope. Um, you know, we had the the training on Saturday. Yes. Um, I spent a lot of Friday, Thursday and Friday preparing for that. And then um, we pulled the training off on Saturday. I spent a lot of the day after just connected with people um, that were interested, you know, some other things we had going on. Sunday, I, I chilled. Um, I was supposed to hit up the Dwight Howard uh, golf tournament with Royce today. But my schedule just didn't allow me to do it. So, you know, I saw some videos. It looked like they had a really good time out there. Plus, they didn't want me out there hacking balls. I ain't played golf in like two <laughs> years. So I would have just slowed everything down. But um, now, overall, good weekend. Uh, productive Monday. Everything's starting off good. How about you? You know, uh, wow. Um, I have to be honest. Um, the news of Roe versus Wade, all of the different protests. Um, mm-hmm violence here in Atlanta, a lot of that was 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 uh, on my mind. The violence part was kind of brought to my front door. Shout out to anybody out there who is having ch- challenges, you know, with family, friends, you know, around just senseless violence. Um, it's, it's just getting all too real. But like I was telling our guest earlier, earlier today, um, that's life. You know, it's going to happen. We're going to be impacted by political change. Um, climate change, you know, people change. And so we still got to come out here and, and be great. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here tonight. No, no, I, I got you. So based on what you just said, we can transition into some industry news. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. I got two pieces of the more on the cultural side. I mean, we can always tie it back to you know, a uh, conversation about insurance, but I'm gonna let you kick off your stories first and then I'll share mine. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so number one, uh, just, just talking about Roe versus Wade and depending on the news outlet, the social media platform or the groups that we're all in, 
uh, we're seeing a lot of conversation about it, right? And so one of the pieces, of course, we always like to present some industry news, just keeping in line with what we do. This is where industry and culture meets. A um, couple articles I saw, The Hill reported that Biden officials are pressing insurers on free contraception coverage, which is a legal obligation per the Affordable Care Act. So obviously um, they've been getting what I think Janet Yellen called troubling and persistent reports that all insurers are not necessarily abiding by that law. Mm-hmm. And um, that was put in place um, in 2020. Of course, like I said, for those of us who are in the industry, we refer to the Affordable Care Act as ACA. Um, a lot of consumers are still referring to it as Obamacare. Obamacare yeah. That is not what it is. It is the Affordable Care Act, folks. But that was put in place in 2020, uh, providing 58 million women access to preventative services without cost sharing. So, of course, now in light of the overturning of Roe versus Wade, it, it sounds like they're trying to say now this really needs to be highlighted. And of course, I'm wondering all along if these insurers were supposed to do that and provide that, what were they doing with those troubling and persistent reports right. um, that were coming in? So, you know, we'll, I think we'll keep our eyes on that one, you know, as, right. as, as we deal with a lot of people um, as far as agents, right. And health insurance, Another thing that I thought was interesting. Well, let, me, let me ask you real quick, Shay. Maybe you can ask this. I know your specialty is in Medicare, but this raises a lot of questions for people with their health care plan. Right. Yeah. And I know I'm guilty of this. You know, I get my health insurance every year. You know, I, I renew or whatever and I get my summary of benefits. I know my co-pays and deductibles because that's what most people pay attention to. But getting into some of the deeper coverage exemptions and things like that. Do you think there's an uptick in conversations with healthcare agents and people saying, Hey, how, how's this going to affect what I have? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because, and you can't even just limit it to women, right? Because you have husbands, you have fathers um, who are concerned you know, and so, of course, people are going to be digging into hopefully not just that part of their policy more, but in general, just understanding how important it is. Like this is it's the type of thing just like we want our clients to do as far as being an, a financial advisor. We want our clients to sit down, shut things off and focus in on the documents that we provide and really ask questions about anything that you don't understand. Um it's no longer a day. It should never have been that. But right now it's really important that we're not just selling people something based on price Mm -hmm. and based on what we think they want because we built a profile out for them. Right. Um, So hopefully people are really, really digging in as, as agents, it's important for us to direct them to do so, stop them in their tracks um, and make sure they understand their policy. Makes sense. Yep. And that just allows me to dive into this next story. I just, I felt like we had a great, um, we got a great lineup for tonight. We got a great guest. And so these stories a little bit light, um, well, light in delivery, but, but not light in, um, in the weight. So health insurance premiums are poised to jump next year for 13 million people. Um, unless Congress extends expanded subsidies for marketplace coverage. And we've been hitting on this a little bit here and there. And I just think it's important to keep it in front of us. Um, 
So if you get your health insurance through the marketplace, and that's just not our clients, the marketplace is a has been a good place for small business owners and self-employed people to find insurance. So that includes a lot of the people that we serve, which is agents. Um, but unless Congress takes action, the enhanced premium subsidies or tax credit um, afforded to us by the ACA that have been in place since 2021 um, and 2022 will disappear after this year. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, the change is going to affect 13 million of the 14.5 million people who get their health insurance um, from the marketplace. And I'll just say Cynthia Cox, um, who's vice president of Kaiser Family Foundation, she says on average premiums would go up more than 50 percent. Um, and for some, it'll be even more. That's that's ridiculous. You think that that is ridiculous. And, and this I don't want to get into a whole political conversation, but this is what frustrates me about our government. A lot of people that make the decisions are not affected by the decisions they make. Exactly. Right. If them and their families had to use this health care, I think there'd be a lot more urgency in how they move. But it does not affect them. Congress, all these politicians, they have health care plans that we would never have access to. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the whole conversation again, not getting too political. We we sober. We can. Yeah. But, um, you know, with, with Donald Trump and, and the um the vaccine and, and different things and all the access he had to when he went to Walter Reed, when he caught COVID that the average person couldn't get that level of care. That's really something that's really something important to think. Sorry to cut you off, but the point you just made is so, so, so important. I I don't think people really get it um, because the worlds we live in are so far apart Mm -hmm. um, from most most politicians and and just your everyday folks the worlds are so far apart that not only are we unable to really understand the lives that they live they're not able to understand the lives that most people live and then nor do they care um and i'm not gonna say that across the board of course but i just really think that's something for people to really really think about when it comes to voting um, when it comes to being involved in the conversations and so I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And and, and for me, we just had the um, runoffs for the Georgia Insurance Commissioner here last week. And because we have both uh, two of the Democratic nominees on the podcast, I really paid attention to, you know, this whole race. Right. And um, shout out to uh, both Janice and... Um, why do I keep forgetting my brother's name? So it's Janice Laws Robinson and then Raphael Baker. Raphael Baker. They they both ran tremendous campaigns here in Georgia. Um, congratulations to Janice because she did come out as a nominee. But Raphael ran ran a hell of a campaign as well. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm really proud of both of them. We just need to figure out, you know, what's next for Janice because she still got a, a steep hill to climb to get into the office. She got pretty close in 2018. And this is interesting because the last two commissioners, insurance commissioners for the state of Georgia, both got locked up, right? So I I don't even know how to frame that conversation. Um, 
the last two are got <laughs> locked up for not to you do. know <laughs> stuff that they're supposed to be regulating us against, but right. another conversation for another day. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely need to get involved in, in in grassroots local politics because you know we have a little more say and um impact in, in some of those races yeah. as we got to see here in Georgia. So yeah, I mean, you know, politics is one of those things that really frustrates me. So I'm gonna get off that. Yeah, get off that. Okay, great evening, you guys. We got somebody who's gonna bring up the energy in the room. So hope you all, you know, if you did and weren't abreast of some of that industry news, you got that. But now let's move on to- well, Let me, I gotta ask a question real quick. Um, we, we had a conversation yesterday during our director's meeting about what's going on with Family First Life. Oh, um, okay. And I just want to, you know, so but we, we have a lot of independent agents in the group that are affiliated with different IMOs. And this is, you know, we're not slandering. I'm just asking for our agents that are a part of Sober, has this class action lawsuit affected you? Um, you know, one of our directors, you know, knew some people directly that this was affecting and they were trying to figure some stuff out. So you know, we, we're trying to figure out if it's a conversation we need to go deeper into or are y'all all right, family? I mean, if, if there's some conversation we need to, to have about, you know, some other options, what do we need to do, how serious this thing is, we're going to leave that to y'all. So, you know, just dropping a chat on the wall. If, if y'all want to have a conversation about that, Shane and I are definitely open to it. And I'm sure we can get some people um, that have been affected or a part of that organization, organization to come on and yeah. talk to us um, as well. Cause there's some people I know, um, there's a sister I know that I follow on social media. They just opened an office for her up in um, Pennsylvania. So they're still moving and I don't know the impact cause I'm not directly connected to them, but you right. know, just want to make sure our sober family's okay. I tell you what, while I put my uh, bid in, I want to have the conversation. I don't know enough about it and I understand how aggressive they are as far as recruiting. So there is no doubt um, that some of our sober members and others, you know, have been affected or just have questions. So that would be good. OK, so I'm going to say my other piece for next week, because um, I want to get into our conversation. We're already about 15 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep our guests backstage any longer. As I bring her in, Shay, you want to do the introduction? Yes, we are on the do's and don'ts of marketing with not only the beautiful, but energetic, uplifting Jazz Cooper. I had the opportunity to talk with her on more than one occasion as we've been playing kind of cat and mouse to get her here. So thank you for staying the course and thank you for being on tonight, Jazz. We really appreciate you being here. You're on mute, Jazz. There we go. All right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Also, I'm just so happy. You know, Shay, we talked about this, but I'm just excited about what you guys actually do for the community. And, you know, so when I heard about this group, I was like, oh, what? Get yes. me in here. I need to help. I need to uplift. And so that is what I'm coming to do today. Um, give you some highlights into the marketing industry. Um, but then also just help you where um, in any areas that you need help. And we'll get into that later, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I want to when I was doing my homework a little bit, I found something on your Facebook page that I absolutely love um, a quote you have. It says, grow yourself first and then grow your business. 
And we're going to get into all the points about what you do, how you do it, and also talk about what you're planning um, to offer SOBA members. But I really want to kick things off just by asking you, why is it important um, to grow yourself first and then grow your business? Yeah, so when it comes to marketing, oh, I mean, self-growth is like everything, first and foremost. But when it comes to marketing, um, you're going to see that our industry is very different than it was a decade ago, two decades ago. People are not buying products. Um, I don't know the last time anyone's seen a Nike commercial where they say, oh, the shoe was made out of this material and it fits this way. And they don't they don't advertise like that anymore. Um, it's all about branding and it's all about who you are. And so being able to define self, because as an advisor, you are the face of your company. Um, so you are the product. And so when you are able to define who you are and present that to the world, you're going to be able to find those people that resonate with you, that want to do business with you and not just want to do business, but share you with everybody else. Um, so that's why it is crucial, crucial to grow yourself first. Grow and know. Grow and know. Love it. Now, so Shay, you're good at doing research on people. I, I, we're friends on Facebook, Jazz. So, you know, when I looked on your wall, the thing that impressed me is I saw you shooting a gun. So I was like, okay, I I like that. So are you, um, I don't want to get you in trouble, but do you enjoy shooting weapons? Are you a a gun enthusiast? Uh, You know, I enjoyed it, but I actually went uh, because I got to say, like growing up, I always wanted brothers. I didn't get them, but I had amazing cousins that are very protective of me. And my cousin was like, whether or not you like guns or not, you're coming with me and you're going to learn how to shoot them. And so he taught me how to load. Um, he taught me a few different weapons. And I like I appreciate him so much for that. And I did. I had a really good time. Yeah, it looked like it in the video. You look very yeah. comfortable. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was like, you know, for a beginner, you're kind of good. I was like, oh, well. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We'll talk about talk about we'll talk about what you do day to day. Um, I learned a lot about the company you work with, and then also learned a lot about what you do outside of that. So, give us a view into what you do day to day. Yeah. Okay. So right now, I am the digital marketing assistant for um, advisors, and what advisors does is we help financial advisors and insurance agents book appointments on their calendars without the cold calls and the ads. And, you know, all this work, um, that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get everyone to kind of automate their life so that you can start getting appointments while you're sitting on the beach. Um, I'm a real big fan of travel. And so I have like (laughs) surrounded myself, like moving through life, doing like different jobs that allowed me to see the world. And when I fell into this industry, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm home. So currently... I build funnels and landing pages and websites. Um, I optimize our YouTube channel. I run that um, along with a team of script script writers and then our host, the actual host for the channel. And then um, I draft campaigns that go out to our our clients. And then um, I do some uh, client support along with marketing navigation. A lot of the times, you know, marketing, digital marketing, in particular, it could be very complicated. And there's so many things that you can get. And there's these funnel pages and there's YouTube and there's 
TikTok. And what I kind of do is I talk to clients and I tell them where they need to start, how they can connect everything so that they can get a pipeline going so that it work, it's working while they're sleeping. Yeah, that, that's very important. I saw um, a video that you had on YouTube I thought was pretty dope. Um, how to turn your smartphone into an HD camera. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all walking around with phones that can shoot in 4K and HDR and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, learning how to use those in your marketing efforts only makes sense. You, ain't have, you don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of new equipment. You're walking around with one of the best cameras around. But um, when I saw your, your channel, I thought it was pretty cool. There's a couple of people that I follow on social media, on YouTube. Um, I think it's Darius and Carmen. Uh, yes. Good. I just talked yeah. to them today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I found them about a year ago because they, they talk a lot about infinite banking. Yes. And, um, you know, I started scrolling through the YouTube channel after I saw your video and saw them on it. And I said, hey, I like following them. So y'all had some really good content on there. Yes, yes. And they're they are so amazing. And they are along with our mission to get advisors. You know, you post a YouTube video, it's there forever. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we come in and we tell you how to market it, um, even like how to market it for free, how to build your subscribers, how to turn those subscribers into actual leads with emails. Um, so we kind of partnered together and yeah, their their program with us building YouTube channels for agents is amazing. Um, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that sounds like a good or great example, you know, of of agents or advisors using a system and listening to advice of like some, you know, from someone like yourself. Talk to us because the name of this segment is the do's and don'ts of marketing. Talk mm -hmm. about um, your experience working with agents and advisors who are stuck on what you would call the don'ts, and and what are those? Yes. Okay. So before I dive right into that, I'm going to like explain a little bit about myself and how I got into digital marketing and how that has influenced the way I interact with different advisors. Um, so I actually started my marketing journey in this pyramids scheme in Seattle. And uh, lo and behold, I was actually crushing it and I loved it. Um, and I was like, oh, I mean, I, I understood it was a pyramid scheme, but I was actually excelling in it. Um, but then I wanted to do something else. And I went into um, ghostwriting for various authors. And um, at the time, I was able to work from home. I was ghostwriting various books. And um, any given time, I had like three books in the top 10 on Amazon um, for, my, for my genres. Um, so I loved that. But at the end of the day, I'm an extrovert. I want to help people. And so I kind of went into this area with the financial advisors. And what I actually found, though, is when I was writing these books for these authors, there is so much marketing that goes on in the back end. I actually own my own publishing company as well. But there's so much marketing that goes into the book that you don't even realize. Um, and something I kind of hinted on in the beginning of our conversation was character. Um, people fall in love with characters in books and heroes and villains. And there's tons of marketing that is done on a character to the point where people want to go out and buy their shirts, where people almost get enraged and violent in real life about things you read or you watch on TV. Um, and not that I want you to like, you know, create yourself into something like that, but you you should have an impact in the world. 
Right. So that is like first and foremost. Um, a few examples of companies that are doing this. You know, the most interesting man in the world. We've all seen this commercial. You know, does the beer taste good? I don't know, but I know it's a very interesting commercial. I know the guy, you know, he's he's dark, he's mysterious, he's amazing. You know, it makes you want to try it. And then, you know, you'll watch like celebrities and their outfits and then they're on Twitter and they're fighting and you've got the victors and the fan base that grows from that. All of this comes into this character so that when they're, they present a product, I'm not buying the product. I'm buying the person who presented the product. Right. Absolutely. So the heart of marketing is going to be storytelling. So with our do's and don'ts, we're going to touch on time, your time as an advisor. Um, we're going to touch on what you want um, from your clients. And then we're going to talk about you, which is the most important factor before you can actually do anything else. Okay. So with time, I already told you, I'm trying to get everybody to, you know, work less and less days while also bringing in that profit. Um, so with timing, first and foremost, I'd love to say that if a robot can do it, you should have a robot doing it. Any part of your marketing plan, marketing is complex, but a lot of the times when you set up these complex tools and you get it going, it's going and it's done. Um, the biggest one I know is that a lot of insurance agents are still writing up every single email to every single person. And if you are doing that, you want to cut that out. You want to get into sequencing and you want to have like maybe like a 10 sequence um, ready to go based off how a lead came to you. Right. Um, and if you can do that, that is going to, it should develop profits. Um, you'll find that um, with this, most most of your clients are not going to buy with the first email anyway. It's going to be email number eight, number nine, somewhere down there where they keep seeing you, they keep seeing you, they're getting to know you, and then they're ready to whatever your call to action is. So if it's booking a call or going to a webinar or something like that, they'll be more likely to do it later down the road. But you don't want to be the person that's there. Okay, I need to send this on Monday. I need to send this on Tuesday. I need to send this on Friday. Automate it if you can. And then the second thing is delegation. I want every advisor to calculate how much, mo how much money you are making. Every agent should know how much money they make an hour and then decide if the things that they are doing are, is profitable for them. Because otherwise, you can hire VAs um, in other countries for like five or six or, or eleven dollars an hour, and you can train them on certain processes, and they can do those things for you. Um, so, taking the time out to calculate how much you make an hour, and then seeing if you could pay someone else to do it um, as some of your marketing things, that would be great. That's going to save you time. You'll be more relaxed, and you'll be good to go. Um, for other marketing tools. Nice. Yeah. So make five of your best friend when it comes to like, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you're not great at making a Facebook ad, if you're not good at building a website, hire it out if you can. Um, but yeah, calculating, calculating your hours is going to be a, an amazing start. Any questions so far? Yeah. What? So one of the things I want to bring out now, you did this in a very nice and polite way. So I wanted to know what you thought about advisors who do the the things you you advise against. Right. And you brought out, you know, this is what you should do, which is positive. That's the correct way. Right. 
But I want to know when you meet advisors and agents or advisors works with advisors um, and agents who are reluctant to follow such an awesome system. I mean, I had a chance to sit with one of um, Huguette. Yes. So you thought I wouldn't remember, right? But (laughs) I had a chance to to sit with one of the coaches. I had a chance to um, view Jeremiah, the founder, his um, video and everything. And what would you say makes advisors and agents reluctant to do these things? And then how does advisors, how do you all help people overcome that? Um, so a good example, uh, I will say that sometimes advisors, they kind of get stuck in what they know or stuck in what their broker dealer told them. And they're just not willing to test something else out. Um, but at the end of the day, the most successful businesses have all done test and trial. Um, Shay, we were talking about this earlier where you were saying how you love to like experiment with different marketing, you know, tactics and those things are, you know, are going to benefit you long down the road. I, I know people who have spent like 30 grand on coaching and maybe they just got one thing from it that changed their life. But I have other people, I have advisors in our programs now who spent 20 grand with other companies and they were like, I'm done with this industry. I don't want to do this anymore. And we were a hell Mary for them. And they actually had to close their pipeline because they were getting too many appointments a week. Wow. They were, yeah, it was getting it was getting too much for them. So um, it really, honestly, it's going to be the action takers that that win at the end of the day. So Silver Family, I'm going to give you a don't right now. I called an agent who emailed me about a week ago. And if your voicemail is you talking over a gospel song, don't don't do that. That's that's your business voicemail. Don't don't do that. So I'm that's free. That's free. That's a free tip right there. Oh boy. Write that one down. Take the gospel, the hip hop, get some professional emails. Yes. 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 Big booty Becky at such and such. That's not a business email account. I mean, we got to step up. The basic stuff, you know, we should have enough common sense to cover. Right. And then we bring somebody like you and Jazz to help level up. Because I know for me, automation changed my business. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we get a lead in and we pop it in our C- CRM, this person gets touched 14 times within the That's first right. two days. That's you know, right. Email, ringless voicemail. So when we call, because it's, it's very competitive, especially in the telesales space right now. So when you buy a lead, you don't know how many people have gotten that lead. And a lot of agents have a bad habit. They get a lead, they call it three times, the person doesn't answer it, and they get rid of it. That's why we always buy, you know, used leads. I'm not one of those guys that goes out and has to have fresh leads. But when we switch to that automation program, when we call and introduce ourselves, They've got an email or text or voicemail. So they kind of already know who we are because it takes a different skill set to sell somebody on the phone than it does in the house. Yes. Right? In the house, you get the warm up, you get to, you know, talk about the pictures and, and different things. On the phone, if you're just picking up saying, hey, I'm so and so from company A, B, and C, and you request some information about life insurance, that's a harder sell. Then if you call and they say, oh, this is a guy that's been emailing me or this is a guy that sent me that video or this is the guy that left me a voicemail and showed me where his website is. I'm already building a relationship and credibility 
That's right. They even talk to me. So we knock a lot of other agents out of the conversation just by having that automation set up. So I love that y'all teach that to people. Definitely. Automation, automation is gold. And I will tell you another don't. Don't wait to respond to the email. Um, mm-hmm. They could go cold after an hour. Honestly, a lot of your opportunity is lost if you have not answered an email within that first hour that someone emailed you. Um, so quick response, uh, quick responses, um, definitely do that. So can, let me ask you about that. So do you think an autoresponder is a good way just to make sure you don't miss it until you get to it? Because some people are completely against autoresponders because they feel that's too generic and you might push the person off. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that a good placeholder until you can get to the person or do you just need to hurry up and get to them? Right. So um, it would depend. So I would say because of the way we do it. So and we'll dive deeper into the branding. But when you have branded yourself, your autoresponders are going to still feel very personal. Okay. Um, Okay. So so that's one thing. Um, But um, also you can also build those autoresponders where it's if they email you, it kicks them out of the sequence. So now you have to respond. Right. Um, that's that's the best that's the best plan moving forward. Um, but we do have a program where we have it where if they respond this way, it goes this way. That's and right. so we really have our advi- our our insurance agents dialed in. Um, so it's really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, another don't, I will say when it comes to time, is don't delay. Don't wait to implement a plan. If something sounds good, take action and learn, fail, learn. Um, it's, it's just part of the process. It's part of being a business owner. Right. One of the things, so I know you all are listening and you're gaining some gems here. But for those who felt like automation meant generic, clearly, that's that's the point there. Automation does not mean generic and it should not be generic. Right. And like you said, if you brand it properly, then those messages should reflect who you are, you know, and and who your business is. So exactly. Like so, for instance, if I wanted to say I was like, especially with everything that's going on in the world, you guys were talking about role and, you know, and so if I wanted to brand myself for women who, you know, who believe that I should have a choice over my body and my rights. And so the women who are going to come into this pipeline, you know, I could start my first email thing with, hey, girl, welcome, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, and it's very precise about who I'm talking to. She's going to know, oh, yeah, this is where I belong. Right. Um, so, yeah, think about that moving forward when you're thinking about autoresponder. You're going to want to do that branding step first. Um, so after, so, so we talked about timing a little bit, then I wanted to talk a little bit about what you want clients to do and what you don't want them to do. Um, so the number one thing we're going to talk about the call to actions. I like to call this a call to action, a data analysis call to action. And this is what are your clients needs and desires. And you want them, the call to action is for them to tell you this. Um, a lot of the times you can get this stuff by uh, research papers, but a lot uh, you can also just like listen to this in the media. Um, you can scan Facebook and then start using those keywords that they're using when they talk about their pains. Are they pain driven or are they pleasure driven? What and so then how does your product help them with this need or desire? 
Um, so that's going to be first and foremost. And then you want to go into your sales call to action, which is the book, the call. Uh, another point, don't say book a meeting. Nobody likes meetings. Do you like no. meetings? No. Nobody likes meetings at all. Take meetings, take that word meetings right there, scratch mm -hmm. it, erase it from your memory. It doesn't exist anymore. We're going to book a 15 minute chat. You got 15 minutes. Almost everybody has 15 minutes. So let's chat for 15 minutes. Um, it's less, it's less businessy. It's more personal. And, you know, in that first 15 minutes, we're not, we're probably not even going to go into business. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to, I want to know what brings them pleasure. What are their pain points? Why they agreed to meet with me. Um, and then, and then from there, we can set up another appointment based off of what I've heard. So that's what we teach our advisors in the program. So don't say meeting, book a chat. Right. Um, and then it, there are other call to actions, which I really love, are registered for this webinar, especially if the webinar is automated. We do that for our clients as well. So imagine, you know, you got a webinar going on at seven o'clock on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, and you are in bed or watching a show or something. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also the other one. People love free stuff. Download a pre uh, free PDF. Do these three things if you want to be a millionaire. Do this. This one step. It's going to change your life in some kind of way. You can make a PDF. You can put it on a landing page. All people have to do is give you their email. They get the free download and automatically they're in that email sequence about the PDF. Hey, just want to know if you had any questions about the PDF. And then the next email, you know, there was this part of the PDF that talks about this. Or you want to tell about someone's story. If you have client stories, people love stories. Right. Right. Now we've, we've talked a lot about marketing, some about branding, uh, which is which is the first step and really really important i know for me for years before i got into corporate just trying to figure out you know um how i wanted to present present myself to the world um mm -hmm. what parts of the business am i presenting is it me is it is it a mini you know me of of a company that i'm working with right. all those questions and things i didn't have a guide but a lot of research, a lot of time, a lot of research went into it. And then I went into corporate. So talk about the experience um, that an agent or advisor has, the process, working with advisor and getting them where they need to be as far as the branding goes. Right. So what you're going to want to think first and foremost is that humans are innately designed um, to live with a purpose there we have this desire to be part of something we don't know what it is a lot of the time but it's within us and that's why we get very passionate about you know certain things some people are passionate about marvel and dc some people are passionate about god some people are passionate about you know their job or our lemon pepper wings or whatever it is but we just have this big desire to be a part of something and so when you present yourself first and foremost you need to know your company's purpose why do you exist? Why are you different from everyone else who is doing, selling the product you're selling? And, and what about you speaks to your clientele in a deeper way than just the general insurance agent? Mm -hmm. um, you want to know your why. Why do you exist? And so once you have answered that, everything else you build around it should be, you know, it's going to be beautiful. 
Um, that's 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 how um, a lot of writers will write up their characters. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to read a book with a character that's kind of just like sitting around all day. They have a purpose. They have a drive. They have some reason to be in the book. And it's the same thing with, um, you know, you'll look at when Apple first came out. When Apple first came out, their ad was not even about a computer. It was about changing the way people think about technology. And it was a call out to people who were creative. It was a call to people who were weird, who, you know, they thought differently. And those were the people Apple called to. They're like, if you think differently than the world, if you can see technology going beyond what people are telling you it goes to, then get Apple. Right. And that was it. And people bought it up like candy. Like candy. And we're stuck on it. We're stuck on we, it. Exactly. People, they will die. They will die for Apple because they it's still that thing. It's still that, you know, innovation, not just innovation of the company's tools itself, but innovation of mind, of people, of humanity. That's their whole marketing brand. And then Steve Jobs would get up and he'd say, you know, and then he'd have his like little sessions where I'm going to be showing you our latest technology. And there goes the ad for the actual phone. Um, but in, but most of the time, their ads are about were about uh, innovation. They branded themselves so well. It was amazing. Can, can I ask real quick? Um, I think there's some confusion around this sometimes when we're talking about, you know, branding, marketing, things like that. What's the difference between advertising and marketing? Oh, I love that. Okay. So personally to me, because um, because of the writer, I'm going to say that marketing is the first date. Branding is the romance. Marketing looks good, smells good. You know, you're attracted. It's appealing. But it's going to be the branding that keeps them coming. It's going to keep the... It's the branding that keeps that door open. So what is their character? What is their purpose? What do they do in life? You know, what do they believe in? Do their beliefs align with mine? Those are the, and, and you'll see that brands are doing that right now. Brands ha- fight for social issues. Brands donate to charities. And we need to all be thinking about that. Even as a financial advisor, how are you involved in your community? And showcase that, especially if it aligns with your brand. Um, so I have an example of that which is um, a veteran. So say there's a veteran who became a financial advisor and now he helps veterans. Um, this is an actual advisor we help. Uh, he helps veterans who, um, who own their own business. And so his whole branding is designed around, I was in the military, you were in the military, you know, you're starting this company. Sometimes it could be hard. Let me help you, fi- you know, navigate this, you know, financially. Um, and then, you know, you show that person how you also support uh, veteran causes. So you don't want to just say, I'm out here for veterans. Prove it to me. What 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 charities are you going to? What events are you going to? Are, you know, posting uh, veteran establishments? What places do you like to eat that are veteran owned? Um, and this kind of will feed into the, wow, this guy, he's here for me. I mean, there's a lot of financial advisors but when the time comes for me to do something, I want to go to the person that specializes for me. I love it. That cares about me. Yeah. Um, they share their personal stories about being a veteran and getting out of the military and that transition into business. And then they can give that those three tips. This is how this is how you do it. Um, and then 15 minute chat if you want to talk about you know how to set up you know your monetary wealth for your family moving on. Right. 
Right. I love that you went there because one of the next questions I was going to ask you to expound upon is the importance of niching down. And, and you've, you've done that. But for the advisor that says, well, it, it, it's going to take me time to figure out who I want to work with. I am just going to promote myself in this brand and I can really work for anybody. What do you say to that advisor, that thought? Um, I'm, I mean, you know, if it works, it works, but it, it doors open when you niche down it, and it sounds crazy, you know, where, you know, I could throw out my net, I could throw out my net to the ocean and hope I catch something, or I can wait until I know when the salmon are, are, you know, swimming up this river on the, on the West coast and then toss out my net and get all the, all the salmon. Mm-hmm. All these fish are just my salmon, you know, it's because you've studied the salmon and you know what they need, and you know where they're going, you know what they're doing. Right. And so then that net I'm throwing out, you know, is way more useful. I've wasted time over here trying to just catch fish out in the Atlantic. It's, nothing's happening over here. Um, and then you'll also find that a lot of our advisors who niche down, people wanted to come to them for publications, for radio talks. And they, it opened the doors for them to other platforms. A lot of times we think, you know, lead generation, this one-on-one-on-one thing. But when you niche down and people resonate with you, it opens doors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've found is marketing doesn't have to be as expensive or complicated as some people make it to be. And I understand that there are people that are selling this opportunity. So they got to make it look like you can't do without them. But, you know, the more I dig into it myself, it's really not as complicated as I thought it was. I mean, we, we're doing some test Facebook ads right now for sober. And I mean, just applying some of the stuff that I've learned in self-study, you know, we're seeing some really good results. And, and this is just me taking some stuff that people have told me and I wanted to give it a shot before I went back to, to them and said, hey, you know, help me tweak it. But yeah. we just started running some ads on Thursday and, you know, seeing good results. So, you know, I would encourage you sober family, don't don't talk yourself out of it thinking, you know, it's, it's too hard, it's too complicated, it's too expensive. I mean, we're paying right now, I think we're down like the 33 cent per lead, you know, on, nice. on the campaign they were running. So we're running our first test run is like five dollars a day for seven days just to see what we get and you know again that's not breaking the bank but if we see it works it's easier to scale because now we have a basic understanding so you know to your point jazz just get started with it just get started um and in talking about getting started um we actually have a challenge starting tomorrow um, it's a three-day challenge. It's completely free, and it's going to help financial advisors and insurance agents um, really, you know, get down into the heart of their business. It's going to cover niching. It's going to cover breaking down your hours. You know, your, you know, that self-value in your company. And then, you know, we'll also be giving out um, templates for those who sign up for VIP and things like that. Um, letting people into our automated system, um, but. The classes themselves are free. Um, and so if you guys want to go to it, it's joinadv.com forward slash shift now. So J O I N A D V.com forward slash shift now. 
and we definitely are going to add that to the wall um, yeah. and see how you know see who see who is ready you know for a shift Who's ready yeah. yeah start now start now don't wait thank you okay. jazz now oh go ahead tp no i was going to say i know we're going to be doing some more stuff in the future jazz so i don't want to get you know too deep but can you just give a basic overall view of what a good marketing strategy looks like i mean because there's so many different things that we have access to now you know youtube facebook instagram TikTok, linkedin that part i know can be overwhelming like am mm -hmm. i on all platforms or to your point am i niching just in linkedin because i want more of a professional experience the TikTok my thing because i like to sing and dance or whatever so can you just kind of give an overview of what makes sense for yeah. you know, someone just getting into marketing? So I will say for the financial advisor, what I love about LinkedIn is it's one of those spaces where you can narrow down who's making money. Like you can literally yeah. narrow down who's making money and who's moving money. And, you know, when you find those people in your area, you know, then you get in contact with those people. They're more likely to need your product. You know, who changed jobs? Who's Who's the new CEO in the last five years? LinkedIn gives you all of that. Um, so if you're looking for high net worth prospects, I would say LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I, I like Facebook for insurance, um, but I like it when people niche. I, I'm working with an advisor right now who is a former teacher and educator. And so her ads are all around that, you know, education. I, you know, it's what she lives for and she wants other women to have the tools they need to succeed in life. And I'm like, yes, you know, it's a different feeling. Um, but you can feel that and she, and she specifically goes after teachers. Right. Right. Niching. Now I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I see my partner's writing over there. So I'm going to jump in here with something he probably didn't think I would do, but Jazz, we do this nice speed round, and it is a speed round. We got a couple of questions for you. We talk, call this real talk, just a very okay. short segment to help the people okay. know you a little bit better. Awesome. Right, and, and it's been dynamic so far, so thank you so much. But what's your favorite food? Oh, pizza. That was easy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite thing to do to wind down? Oh, my favorite thing to do to wind down would probably be singing karaoke or playing my guitar. Nice. Okay. All right. That's different. That's that's the first for real. Um, what's something interesting most people wouldn't know about you? Um, probably the thing I shared about being a ghostwriter and writing for various authors without my name ever being on a book. Right. That was pretty dope. How do you describe your blackness? Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. And lastly, why was it important for you to join us tonight on Sober Live? Oh, man, because I love people who help my people. Like, this is it. This was the space. And so, you know, I love getting involved in, you know, in areas that benefit others. And so when I saw this opportunity, I was like, I have to, I have to reach out. I have to say, you know, put me in. Awesome. No, I'm going to say I, I really appreciate that because I, I follow advisorists online. And um, so it was a little different. So when, you know, Shay told me she booked you, I was like, oh, I know who Jazz is. I see her over there. So I really appreciate when people come into our space and say, hey, this is home. 
you know, yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys are doing, I mean, to just kick off and do this and I don't, I don't know why you started it, why you took action and you did this, but I love it. Appreciate that. We appreciate it. Yeah. And I know, you know, tonight, you know, people have gotten so much, they've gotten so much information. We had an awesome training on Saturday, um, a two hour training, and you just honed in on some of the very same things that we went over. And so I love the fact that things are really getting baked into the minds of the people who are listening to us. But let's talk about what we're going to be doing up, upcoming. I know we talked about three different sessions. How do you plan to roll this out? What do you want us to do? What do you want the agents to do? Okay. So, you know, there's so many areas of marketing. Like I said, it could be complex, but what I really want to know, I want, I want the agents to decide, you know, where we're going. If you need help in emails, if it's lead generation, um, if it's subject lines, if it's, YouTube, you know, um, I want to know where it is you want the most help. And then that's what I want to present on. Um, so I'm going to put a post up in the Facebook group. You guys could just go ahead and say this, you know, I'll put one, two, three, four, and just say one or two or whatever. And we'll go from there. Right. And don't get lost in the sauce. Did you hear her? What do you need most? You might need this, 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 that, and the third, but prioritize it and, and let us know what you need because she is going to take the time to set up a few sessions for us and, and we'll we'll make sure we run a whole campaign um, on our Facebook wall. For those of you who are not members of SOBA and you're catching us on YouTube, if you are a Black agent, you want to go on over to our Facebook page, Society of Black Agents, answer a few questions, about three or four, and... Um, if you're black and you're agent, you can join. We'll we'll approve you and you can join. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not, not that, that hard. <laughs> but we have had people who have come and they do not fit that description. And that's so flattering that you all want to be a part of our group. But we got to yeah. keep safe spaces um, for us. So Yes, thank you. Yep. So, Jazz, before we let you go, can you let people know how to reach you? Yes. Okay, so you can write to me at jazz at uh, advisorist.com, A-D-V-I-S-O-R-I-S-T.com. And I'll put that in the Facebook group as well. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, hey, Jazz, it's been a pleasure having you on tonight. Um, I know you and Shay had some conversations before. I'm glad that I got to actually connect with you tonight and yeah. you know, hear some of the tremendous stuff you're doing. And we look forward to, to working with you going forward. I mean, I'm really excited about some of the things we're going to be doing. Uh, yes, me too. Me too. All right. I'll see you guys. All right, guys. Thanks again. Another phenomenal show. Like, I'm just really excited about where we're going. I hope you all out there are as well. I mean, I, I, I really, and I, I'm not saying this because it's our podcast, <laughs> right? I really enjoy the people that we have on the podcast, the people that we get on the podcast. Hey, Armita, Armita said, awesome. Thank Appreciate you, you for joining us tonight, sister. Um, I mean, I, I really I really enjoy, like, I said it on Saturday, I'm a little selfish because some of the people that we book, I know I'm going to learn something for free. <laughs> right. right. So Saturday, you know, with um, Royce and the vet on there, I was taking hella notes because yeah. these are people 
that do this at a high level on a regular basis. Yes. Right. Social media is so busy right now where everybody's an expert. But like the kids say, you got no receipts. That's right. Those two have receipts. Right. So I'm sitting there like, man, I haven't thought about doing it that way. This, that, whatever. And even with her, you know, like I said, we've been in the automation for almost two years now and some of the stuff she's talking about. But even some of the stuff that she dropped tonight, one of our struggles has been making the follow up or auto responder emails more personal. Right. But, you know, I was watching something earlier where you can plug in different things based on where they are in your funnel that dictates what response they get. So there's so many levels to this stuff. So I'm just sitting here thinking as she's talking, yeah, I need to try this, that or whatever. So I really, you know, I really appreciate the the level of the guests that we're being able to bring on. And it's it's only going to continue to increase them because I'm going to tell you what. People are starting to pay attention, right? Who is this this sober group over here? I keep hearing about why am I seeing these videos on YouTube with all these dope people that are in these spaces that are seen all over the internet. So, you know, I, I really advise y'all to take advantage of what you're getting now because as we grow, we're gonna have to transition on how we do some things. Absolutely. Like again, you know, both of the trainers we had on Saturday, typically don't do that for free. They did that based on their relationship as members of Sober. But if you would have hit them up and say, hey, I got a group I want you to do that for, best believe you would have been opening up your wallet for that. So don't get used to the free stuff because it's not always going to be that way if y'all don't respond. Listen, I'm not going to quote Fat Joe because I don't have to. We all heard it. Trust and believe. And Armita, as far as getting the info again, we are definitely going to post it on the wall and um, we'll make sure you have it. We'll make sure you have Jazz's information. And for those of you, now, if you're talking about the challenge, the challenge that she put out there that starts tomorrow is joinadv.com slash forward slash slash shift now. So we'll put that on the wall, but again, join adv.com forward slash shift now. All right. Yeah. All right. Any housekeeping before I close? Yeah. Will you close out a couple of things? Um, shout out to all our new members. I think we grew by like 15 or 20 this week. Nice. So, um, you know, welcome to all our new members. You know, thank you for joining Soba. I know some came from the ad, some came from the event, some were invited because of the event, but, you know, welcome to Sober. Welcome to the Sober family. Uh, as far as Saturday's webinar, I posted a video. There was some confusion, right? So replays are typically for Sober members. You being a part of the Sober Facebook group does not make you a member, right? So I'm going to repeat this, even though I did a video on it. If you want to learn about Sober membership options, go to wearesober.org. Right. You click on join and it shows you your options, whether you're a new agent or you're a veteran agent. We have options for everybody. And I ain't just saying that it's true. We got four different options up there. So I'm sure you'll find something that will fit exactly where you are. So what we're going to do is we've agreed as a team to go ahead and drop the replay on the Facebook page. Right. So if you want access to the replay, you got to reply over on the group and saying, yes, I want it because I'm not just going to put it on there for everybody, everybody to grab. If you want it, you got to tell us you want it and then we'll go ahead and send it to you. So 
The post is up. If you want to request a copy of it, we'll make that available for about a week or so. But if you want to be able to participate in these trainings and some of these insider interviews that we have going forward, you're going to have to go ahead and get your membership. All right. So that's wearesober.org. And last thing is um, Black Friday DC is happening in August. Um, we should have a date for you guys by the end of the week for those of you who you know are in the DC area, the, the, the DMV, or you want to travel. Um, we'll have that date here uh, by the end of the week. So that's all I have, Shay. Nice, nice. Now I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, t- tonight's show was really interesting. We actually hit on um, this bit of advice I wanted to share. This weekend, I was listening to, again, I don't know how many times I've listened to it, but Rise and Grind uh, by Damon John, uh, creator of FUBU, Shark Tank um, star. And, and he's got so many different uh, businesses that he started and helped start, but I, I do still question uh, Sway from Sway in the Morning narrating that book, but that's not what this is about. Right. Um, but in his book, he mentions a bit of advice on failing and failing fast, right? We talked about tonight tinkering and getting your marketing right, getting your branding right and not being afraid. So he says, and I agree taking chances in business and on yourself can make you feel uneasy. I'm not going to say fearful, but can make you feel uneasy. But the longer you wait, the longer it will take you to learn. Yeah. Think about failing as learning. So if you're in business for the long haul, failing is not only a must, it's temporary, right? So if you're in business for the long haul, it may feel devastating that something you tried didn't work or you spent some money on something, but think of it as an investment. If you're in business for the long haul, which we should all be, this is a great industry to be in and it's, you know, compounding knowledge, compounding money. But um, if you keep that in mind, it makes moving forward a whole lot easier. Um, I like to say that my steps in my career the steps I make, either I win or I learn, right? That's my, I guess that's my take on using a different word than failing. So either I win or I learn, uh, but failure doesn't stop winners. Failure helps us to learn, improve and move forward. So do not be afraid to do it and do it. Like he said, do it fast. And um, that's just a little bit of advice. Like I said, I was reading that this weekend. If you've never dived, um, dove or read um, in what is it? Rise and Grind. If you've never read that book, it's a great one for entrepreneurs. And um, that's it. So thanks for joining us tonight. That's all I got. Yeah, I echo that. Thank you, Sober Family, for joining us tonight. Um, For those of you who will be on the Wednesday training, we'll see you then. If not, we'll catch you next week. Have a good one.